0: Welcome to an inspirational message, recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, what an awesome privilege, Lord God, it is to stand here in your presence on this first of a series of services, preparing us for the outpouring of your Spirit here at Little Falls Christian Center. And we thank You, Father, that it is all in the name of Jesus. That we can speak it, we can believe it, and we can receive it. We thank You now for it. As we surrender this service to You, Holy Spirit, have Your way. Bless us and make us blessings to others. In Jesus' name. And everybody agree wholeheartedly and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, band. Oh, I miss you. (laughs) <laughs> I miss you all. Well, everybody that kind of, thank you. <laughs> I want you all just to do this very quickly. Just do this. This is a hug from me to you because I can't hug you all. And that's for you out there also, dear loved ones. It is very strange. It's surreal. It is, I don't even know what I'm feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm standing on my stoop there looking out over the sea and praying And at the same time, I'm here on the stage. (laughs) So it is very strange. But I want to say this to you, that God is good. I have one thing that you can be jealous of, just one thing. And that is I have stretches of beach of kilometers upon kilometers where I can walk and there's only dolphins and seals and birds and bookies. And I scream at the top of my voice and I shout hallelujahs to God. It is a time for me to be refreshed there. And that is why I can tell you, you've been in my heart. You've been in my prayers. Little Falls is my home. Little Falls is my spiritual covering. This is my spiritual father and mother. And I'm so proud of you, Pastor Harold and Maud, for what you've achieved here. And this morning touched me very, very deeply. Being here again, I'm honored, I'm privileged, and I do not take it for granted. May God bless you all with a word that I prepared while I preached to the dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, good morning to you all. And of course, getting there, we had to move. So boxes and boxes and boxes. And you that have moved in your life, you will know that when you move into a place, you think you're going to have everything sorted out, but not so. And I say to you that as we walked into that house and they un- um, packed the boxes and every room was just filled with boxes. And you had to climb over the boxes, etc. I said to my wife, we can't even see the floor. We've got to clear some space. And what did we do? We put the boxes in the storeroom and we put them in cupboards and whatever. And at least we could we could walk a little bit in the house. And this is where a message was birthed in my heart, right there in my study. And those that have ever been in my study, you know I'm a bookaholic like Pastor Harold. And the boxes of books were now in other places so I could walk in my study. And then came the time to face reality. I had to take the boxes out again and chaos again. So here is what God spoke to me there in my study early one morning. He said to me, so... Is it with the lives of many people? They have boxes. And they put those boxes away in storage, in the chambers of their mind. And they forget about it. But the boxes don't go away. And there is one box that I wanted to speak extensively about today. And that's the box called self. That box that we need to face and that box that we need to confront and that box that we need to deal with because this is Pentecost. This is God's time where He wants to reveal His perfect plan for your life. He's got a plan for your life and that plan comes when you and God align. When your life and God's life comes together. When it is not missing each other but it is connecting perfectly. I do not know the state of our railway tracks in the nation, but the last I heard is they're quite wobbly and, and, and curved and, and bumpy and whatever. But I still remember the days of old when we got on a train and it was smooth. Just tick, 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 tick. That's how our lives are supposed to be when your life is aligned with God. But when there's bumps and uh, uh, misalignment in this uh, thing called life, I want to say to you, your life is what I know so many of the people hearing me now's lives are indeed. I might not be here, but I am painfully aware of situations in people's lives. You see, you can never disconnect when you're a child of this house and if you're a child of God. So I want to say to you, but if God is in this chaos that we see around us right now. You can have a smooth ride. You can have victory. You can make it to the top. You're the head, you're not the tail. And I say to you, Pentecost 2022, I said to Pastor Harold in the car, and I say to you, I have a pregnant expectation in me that God is going to do something extraordinary during this Pentecost. Prepare yourself, child of God, Next week is going to be it. Next Sunday evening, in advance, I tell you, book your seat. Because there's not going to be place in this church. Because preacher upon preacher is going to begin to reveal to you what this is all about. The foundation this morning, I find in Matthew chapter number 5 and verse 16. Very familiar scripture. Let your light so shine before men. Let your what? Your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and do what? Glorify the Father. I'm amazed when I look at the two symbols or the two things that happened at Pentecost the rushing wind and the flames. The flames tell me that those people became instantly lit up from the inside. They were so radiant like with Moses on that mountain. They started to shine. Child of God, it is time to shine. And it is time to reflect the glory of God into this dark world around us. The question is, are we ready? Are we ready, child of God? And I'm not even going to remotely touch everything I have. But this I want to say to you. That 116 years ago, a group of desperately hungry people. And I emphasize, desperately hungry people met in a place called Azusa Street. And God met them. And he poured out his spirit. About 1,989 years ago. Interesting. Interesting. A group of desperately hungry people met in the upper room, and God met them. My question is, is Pentecost this year going to be just another one, or are we going to become desperately hungry, child of God? May He stir you up on the inside. May there be a stirring right now. May a hunger and a thirst hit you today in Jesus' name. God wants to pour out his spirit again on desperately hungry people. We are the light of the world. And the Bible says a lot about that. On the coast of Scotland, there is a place where they needed two lighthouses. But they could only afford basically one. Because one lighthouse keeper cost a lot in those days. So they built a lighthouse here fully functioning... And on the other point that protruded into the sea, they built another one, but they put a mirror in there. And when this light reflected on the mirror, it was sent out into the dark world. You see, when we go out at night and we look at the full moon, we recently had an eclipse of the moon. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't beautiful. It was red. It was ugly. It was eerie. But it was fascinating What happened there? The earth moved in between the sun The source of light, child of God And the reflector, the moon My point is this God is the light We need to become the reflectors To this world The only answer to this world Is in Christ Jesus reflecting His life through us Let your light so shine, child of God. But how can our light shine if we do not have light to shine? And when the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to do that in and for and through us. Oh, I tell you, Pentecost this year cannot be the same. There is a lens that they put in lighthouses. It's called the Fresnel lens. It consists of thousands of little pieces of glass. It takes about a year to put this lens together. Your life, child of God, might be like that today. You might say, I feel shattered. I feel like a thousand broken pieces. I feel useless to God, but not so. If you allow the hand of the master with a manual called the word of God to come into your life right now and begin to piece you together, you will become a reflecting light warning those out there of the danger to come. Hallelujah. The light of the world, the light of the world What is this light? It comes in a dynamic explosive power into your life. I tell you now, I do not think any of us experienced Pentecost to the measure that I expected to come this year. May God give you this awakening in your spirit. Don't expect the normal with all respect. I remember, Pastor Harold, when we had the circle of fire That was for me always the highlight. When you stand there and you're basking in the presence of God and then that touch came. When Pastor Harold superimposes the Holy Spirit upon us and something happens on the inside of us. But I tell you that does not come even close to what God has for us this year. Here it is. Expect the unexpected. This place can be shaken. This place can be lit up. Fires can, can uh, appear on the roof here. I am so, ex- uh, Pastor Harold, I'm so excited. I cannot wait for that to come. And that promise is to you and to your children, Peter said. Charles Spurgeon, one of the most eloquent preachers of all time. If you read his sermons, wonderful sermons. D.L. Moody, before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. On Azusa Street, these two men, Spurgeon and Moody, said the following. Spurgeon said, It would be better for me to preach six words empowered by the Holy Spirit than 70 years of preaching without it. He understood the value of the Holy Spirit. He was so filled with the Holy Spirit. But I do not know about the baptism in his life al Moody said, the best evangelist ever is the Holy Spirit. But he never even had what we had, child of God. He could not say, and lay his hands on the sick. I don't think they had that. I don't know. All I'm saying is as you're sitting there, child of God, you already have much more because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. In the beginning, God created man to be in His image. Lucifer fell because of self and pride. Adam and Eve fell because of self and pride. You see, they put their will above the will of God. And this is the thing that we need to confront in our lives, self. I have so much to tell you about Peter. You can go and read the whole chapter of Matthew 16 about Peter. Do you know that just after Jesus said to Peter, Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Not many verses further. He rebukes him, and he says to him, Get behind me, Satan. What caused that in his life? Self. Do you think Peter even realized what he did when he turned to Jesus and he he rebuked Jesus? I can't even imagine that. He says, Not so. You will not go to the cross. So here is the problem with us, self. Self is the thing that we need to face. Self is the thing that needs to get out of our lives. And this is where Galatians 2.20 comes in the scripture of my life. We have to die to self. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer Tien's Blom who live anymore, but Christ now lives in me. And listen to this, and the life I now live, I live King James Bible by the faith of the Son of God. You see, Pastor Harold one day said something. He said, you go and stand over a corpse and try and offend that corpse. That was one of the most profound statements you ever made. And I realized when this flesh begins to stir up, God says to me, self-crucify it. Oh, hallelujah. The lighthouse keeper has got two major functions in his life. The one is, is he needs to keep the lamp full. He needs to keep the energy source flowing. Thank God these days we've got generators, but those days you had to make sure your lamps are full. The load shedding and all of this, hallelujah. Imagine the lights go out on a lighthouse. Sure. And the second one is, is to clean the mirrors of the suit in those days that, that accumulated on the mirrors. The lighthouse keeper is here to help us to fill our lamps. Next Sunday evening, bring buckets, jars, tankers, whatever, because oil is gonna flow from the throne of God for you. All you have to do is come with hungry and expectant hearts, hallelujah. And the second is you clean your life out and you make sure that that is clean so that you can be maximum reflective. Here is a scripture that Jesus gave after Peter and all of them showed their flesh. He said in Matthew 16, verse 24, if any man if any man, any woman, any person would come after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross and follow me. This is the crux of discipleship and it's the key to successful Christian living. But I tell you one thing, it's not easy. Pastor Harold, myself, Maud, and son, so we've been talking about things that happen in our lives. Last year, you all know, it was a watershed time in my life. It was the moment that I had to face God face-to-face and make sure that I make quality decisions about my spiritual life and about my life. Have you reached a Kairos moment in your life? Have you reached a moment in your life, a Jabbok moment, a burning bush moment? Have you reached that moment, a Damascus, where you meet Christ? Peter had such a moment and I want to take you there very quickly and that is in uh, Luke chapter number 22 verse 61 and that is where Peter, denied Jesus, I shed tears upon tears when I read this. I was so moved when I read this portion. It... It was so new, so, so different in my mind when I read it. Sometimes we just read the Bible, and we go over things. But this is what happens. He had just denied Jesus. And Jesus walks past. And you can imagine what he looked like by the, the images we have from the passion of the Christ. And Peter sits there in the shadows. And here's the words. Verse 61, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. When you come to the point that you can say with Paul, and I know that in me that is in my flesh nothing good dwells. When you can come to the point that you unpack the box called self, When you can come to a point that you understand, I am bankrupt, I've got nothing to give, it is all by His grace. If you can reach that place, you will do as Peter did when you receive that look. And you know what? As I was preparing, I looked at the audience in the Spirit, many of your faces, and I saw that look I see how many people are sitting here today. You hear my voice. You know that I know. Because some of you I've been talking to. And you know the nonsense in your life. You know the chaos in your life. You know how self and emotionally driven self thought, ungodly behavior has caused damage in your life and you feel like that threshold no lens, broken and shattered. But I wanna say to you that God Almighty look upon you today with a look of love and he says, come now. Let us reason together. Come to me all you that are so heavily Burdened. I want to give you rest have you wept bitterly have you come to the point that there is nothing left of you anymore if you've not come to that point child of God you know John 6 says and from that time many did not follow Jesus anymore why because the word was too hard this word might be hard for you But if you want God to fill every single inch, millimeter, square little part of you, you've got to face the box called self and be crucified with Christ. Reach a point where you receive the look of Jesus. And then and only then will you be taken to Pentecost. Peter could not go to Pentecost. He could not be the man of Pentecost. He could not speak with the boldness. He could not be the changed person after Pentecost if he did not unpack the box called self and faced it. There are people that have been struggling with issues, addictions, unforgiveness, bitterness, whatever else, for a long time. You gotta take that box out this week and face it. Some of us in this place faced it. And this is why I can stand before you today and not speak lightly of this. I had to face Tien's Blum, warts and all. I had to face myself and ask hard questions of myself. You see, that look will break you, but the breaking is like the Fresnel lens. You might look as if you're broken, you might even feel broken, but boy oh boy, when Pentecost comes and the fire of God comes down upon us, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. I tell you, something's gonna happen. When you hear a shout from the Cape thundering through this atmosphere, you'll know I'll add my voices to yours Sunday evening coming. But Sunday evening is not going to be possible if we do not become utterly and completely hungry for God today. If we do not begin with the basic, if you want to follow Jesus, deny yourself Take up your cross daily and follow him. I find that lately, wherever I go, whatever I do, wherever I turn, God is all around. God is really there. When I speak to a person, God is there. When I'm opening my Bible, God is there. It is such a lovely experience being immersed in the perfect will of God. Why? I'm not saying this boastfully, but I believe that I've become aligned with God. I had to focus after I've had my look moment. There's a great comfort in the story of Peter. And that comfort, my dear brother and sister, you've got to study his life and read it. Do you know that Peter was so full of the Holy Spirit that even when his shadow fell upon people, they were healed did God not say to me, his shadow was even filled with the light of God? How about that? Do you know that Peter, when he reached his lowest point, did not give up. He felt bad, but he did not go out, give up. This is my message to you today. Even those watching me out there, you might not be in church because you feel that you're not worthy, whatever else. Not so. Jesus is looking upon you today and he's saying to you, come. Come, my child, come. The same Christ of Pentecost is still the same Christ of Pentecost in 2022. He's still the same. He's not changed. But I think there's so many things in our lives that cause dark shadows to fall on our mirror so that we cannot reflect him the way we're supposed to. Go to the footstool of the throne and here I have something, man, I need to tell you this. The Holy Spirit is resident in every child of God. Listen to me carefully. This is my last note on this. The Holy Spirit is resident in the life of everybody that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, if you just put a P in front of the word resident, you get the word president. Is Jesus in your life today only resident or is he president? Because resident means he's living there for a long time. And if you were to die, you will go to heaven. But there is a difference between having him as resident and having him as president. So the point is simply this. Make him the one who calls the shots. Make him the one with all authority. Make him the one who is on top of your life's list. And you're gonna find this year that he will be president in your life at this pentecost now this is the message are you reflecting him to the fullest are you reflecting christ like that lens or are you eclipsed let us deal with this thing called sin i want the band to come very quickly uh they have got something that i asked them to do and Second service, sorry, you're not going to get it. And if you're watching me and you wanted to come to second service, you're not going to get this. <laughs> See, you've got to be in, in church at the right time. I asked them to do a song. It's in Afrikaans, but the anointing will touch you. Child of God, this is a moment. And Pastor Harold, forgive me, it's It's Pentecost. So it's not normal to do this kind of thing on the normal Sunday morning services. But Lindsay's gonna sing a song and it simply says, when you call upon the name of the Lord, He will answer you. I want you right now to think in your heart. I want you to think what bigger role does self still play in my life? And you'll know if you've come to the point of denial of Jesus, to the point of utter bankruptcy, you'll know that child of God if you've not come there. I want you there right where you are to this morning begin Pentecost 2022 and to say, Father, I want to be desperately hungry. And that's why I call upon your name. You may go, thank you.
1: Close your eyes. We're going to call on the Lord. Call upon him. you yeah. yeah.
0: And in Acts chapter number two, verse 21, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That saving is a complete saving. Do you need saving in your finances? Do you need saving in your body? Do you need saving in your family? Do you need restoration? Whatever it is, as you call upon the name of the Lord, He will surely meet you this Pentecost of 2022. Father, I pray right now that this shaking that will come, this time, Lord God, that is ahead of us, we will become desperately hungry, desperately thirsty, so that we can become reflectors, shining your light into a dark world. Imagine, Lord God, what would happen If all the lighthouses on the coasts of this world were to go off once and for all, all the lives that will be lost. So Father, here we are, your children. Let the flames of the fire of God appear on the heads of every believer and turn them into lighthouses as they go out into the dark world, reflecting Jesus and making a difference. I ask this in Jesus' name. And I thank you now, Lord. This is what you'll do. So be with us in this week. Have your way and your will. In Jesus' name. And everybody say,
1: Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoolsonline.com.